Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 132 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today's episode is kind of a funny one because I am reverse psychologizing you. And I don't even know if that's how you say that word. I just know reverse psychology and that's sort of what we're going to do today. I saw a video that some guy put on TikTok and I was like, oh my God, that's so interesting. I love how he framed the video as if you don't want to make sales in your business, do this. And he was not talking about a product business. He was talking about like a a service-based business. So his examples are not going to be the same that I'm going to share. But I was like, it caught my attention. And I was like, okay, I have to know exactly what what he is saying not to do. So, or yeah. So anyway, so I'm going to do the same thing. So this episode is basically, if you don't want sales in your product-based business, do these four things. So let's dive into it. Um, And if you have not subscribed to the channel, please do so. We have some heavy hitters coming on the podcast soon. I'm so excited. And in general, just some fun shifts and changes that you might have noticed with the content that I'm putting out here. I have um, expressed a couple times on the podcast just kind of like I sometimes get a little bit bored of doing the same old thing every single day. So I'm like, I kind of feel like I need to spice it up a little bit. And I'm really enjoying some of the episodes that we've had on here recently, because I do feel like I'm one sharing a little bit more personal things, like more about my story, more about like, that business life is not always roses and sunshine. And not that I make it seem like it is, but I've think I've been a little bit more vocal about like my own struggles with my business with this whole like entrepreneur life. I mean, it's not easy. And I think so many people try to make it seem like it's just this ray of perfection. And if I just keep manifesting, I'm going to make $10,000 a day in sales, you know what I mean? And that doesn't always happen. And so I, I, I want to be a little bit more, um, like forthcoming, I guess, when I'm feeling some anxiety or I'm feeling like, God, I'm not happy with my business. Here's what I'm going to do to fix it. Or here's how I'm going to go about thinking about fixing it. And I want to share some of those things because they apply to your business too. Like I have a more coaching educational business. Your business is product e-commerce, but we can struggle with the same things. It's just they're in different contexts, but we all have the same struggle. So Anyway, you may have noticed a bit of a shift from like the normal like how t- four ways to do this or two ways to do this or like three email marketing tips where of course I love talking about all that stuff, but I am 
sprinkling in some different things. And and all I'm going to say is we have some really cool episodes coming and I'm so like lit up. Okay. So if you don't want to make any sales, continue to do these four things. Um, number one, have a crappy website. And you guys know I say everything with tough love or when I when I give you some tough love, it's truly because I want to help you grow your business. I want you to make more money. I want you to have a business where you get sales notifications on your phone every single day and you're like, I'm killing it. Not like, oh my God, I'm struggling because no one's buying and I'm giving up and I'm a failure and all that kind of stuff. I don't want you to feel like that. I want you to feel like the first thing that I said. So if you want to continue to not get sales or you don't want to get sales in your business, have a shitty website. And we there's a lot to say about this. So I'm going to kind of be quick because I could sit here all day and talk about websites. But, you know, having a poor website having a bad user experience, having a website that doesn't convert well, this is going to be the number one thing. And I'm saying literally the number one thing that is going to continue to prevent you from getting sales. And why is that? Because the what your website is your bread and butter of your business. Your website is your sales engine. It's your main sales channel to get customers. Again, if you are someone who 90% of your business is on Etsy and you kind of don't care about your website. Well, you know, that's okay for today. But what happens if Etsy continues to increase, you know, their fees and Etsy blocks you for some reason? Well, you're going to need to get sales from other places. If you're on Amazon and you're like, fuck, they just blocked my product. I have no way to make sales now. You need your own website. So I don't care what kind of business model you have. You should always have your own website and you should always have a website that will convert well. That's what I'm going to say here. Okay. So no shade against anyone. If you are like, you're not focused on your own website. You know, I always tell people diversify, diversify, diversify. If you sell on Etsy, awesome. But you should still have your own website and try to get sales through them too. Because the sales on your website, you get 100% of that. The sales on Etsy, you have to give some to them. So just going to say that. So yeah, the number one thing is, is your website. And what I see so many mistakes, I see a lot of mistakes, I see a lot of poor everything. And this, this, I'm not trying to be rude, you guys know, I just want to help you. And there's nothing in life that makes me happier than digging through someone's website. (laughs) And looking at what can we fix? What can we make better? Like, wow, that product image is not good, but here's how we can improve it. So I'm I'm going to sit here and tell you, like, here's what you're doing wrong. But I'm also going to sit here and tell you, I can always help you fix it. You know what I mean? So having a shitty website is going to be your number one roadblock to getting sales, because that is the way people will buy from you. And, and I talked about this recently somewhere, and I forget now. Oh, an email that's coming out. <laughs> just wrote it this morning. Oh my God, I'm crazy. So you walk into a store and I know this has happened to you because it's happened to me all the time. I walk into a store and I'm like, ew, (laughs) ew, ew, cringe. I hate this store. I need to leave. Um, Whether it's the products are yucky, it's dirty, it's dingy, it's not organized. Almost like when you go to like a dumpy supermarket, you're just like, I need to get the hell out of here urgently. Um, or in my instance, there is a shop called Bartels Pharmacy. And this sounds so rude. I'm so sorry. I like you, Bartels. But Bartels is like a, I believe it's like a Washington Pacific Northwest, you know, like 
pharmacy. It's kind of like CVS. If you're in Boston, it's like CVS. If you're in Florida, it's like, um, I don't know what, what they have in Florida. Never mind. I don't even know why I just said Florida. So if you're from Boston, it's like a CVS or or like a Walgreens. Okay. It's kind of like a Walgreens. So the Bartels in my town is like, oh my God, I don't even know. I have, I feel like I need to stop talking about them, but it is not a good situation. And I walk in there and I'm like, I need to walk my ass right out because I feel like I'm going to get shot or stabbed or someone's going to OD in front of me. Like it is not a good store. And I live in like this really cute little town, but then there's like these random shops that are just not, they're not good and you just want to leave. So my comparison with that and the reason I'm literally sitting here sounding super snobby and I don't mean to um, is because that's what happens when people land on your website and your website is not good. And there's a lot of reasons that make a poor website. The number one thing is like poor user experience in the design world that would be called UX or CX. But it's basically like when you land on someone's website and it just doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't flow. You land on a website and you're like cringe, gross. This website sucks. I'm leaving. And for me, to be honest with you, like this happens a lot for me. And I literally if I go to a website, (laughs) unless I know you and I'm like, okay, I'm buying your product because I want to support you and I want to buy a gift for someone or I want to buy something for myself and your website is not great, um, I probably will like message you and be like, you know, I just want to give you a couple ideas. You know what I mean? But I'll still buy from you because I want to support you. But if it's like a stranger and I don't know you, I have no connection to you and I go to a website and it is like bad news, I will not buy. I literally will like X out of the screen and go because I like to support people who put effort into their website because your website is like the reflection of your brand. You know, you should always have a website that you're proud of and you should have a website that speaks about your brand. So when someone lands on it, they are like, oh my gosh, I need to buy your product urgently. Just like in the last many episodes, I have talked about Denise Duffield Thomas. I feel like I literally am like a stalker. I've talked about her and how I found her through um, a friend and I found her book and I was like, I'm obsessed with her instantly. It's not the same thing. It's just it's a book versus a website. So they're two different things. However, the vibe of her book, the cover, the title, the tagline, it drew me in. And instantly I was like, I like her and I don't even know you, but I already know that I like you. And then as I've listened to her podcast, read her book, I'm like obsessed with her now. Um, And it's the same thing again for like a website. Like I talked about the metal paddle boards. I've been talking about, I've been giving them a lot of airtime lately because I found them through an ad, clicked on it, went to their website and instantly in one second, I was like, I'm, I love everything about you. I'm buying from you right now. Their website drew me in. It did not repel me. And so the importance of this whole thing of having a shitty website is that you want to bring people in. Like I just explained to you about the Denise Duffield Thomas book. Again, I know it's a book, not a website. Okay. I'm just trying to give you an example. Um, And then the metal paddle boards where literally, oh my God, there's like a huge crow right outside my window. I feel like I live in like a zoo sometimes. I'm always talking about bugs and bees and birds and different things. Anyway, um, the metal paddle board, it drew me in I went through, I looked at the product description, I looked at the images, they had video talking about the brand. And it was just, it was made, it was like made for someone like me, you know? So that's what, that is the importance of a website. Because here's the deal. 
You spend all of your time on social media, on TikTok, making reels, creating emails, doing all the damn things. You're driving traffic to your online store, but then it's not freaking converting for you. And then you get all pissed off like, oh, my Instagram stinks. My reels are terrible. My business is awful. It's not your business, your brand or anything. It's your crappy website. Okay. And again, I know I am, I know I am being a little rude and I'm not trying to be. I'm like, I really, truly am very nice with my clients, my members, my students. I only want to help you. But like, I just want to shake people sometimes and be like, dude, your website sucks. Like, give it to me, hand it over to me. In one hour, I can get you something that looks way better. Trust me. And I literally have like I have I've had calls with people for 60 minutes and they're like, my website's terrible. Please help get on their website. I log into their Shopify store. I'm like, all right, give me your images. Let's talk about your website copy. Let's move some shit around. Let's put in better images. Boom, their website looks, they got a makeover in one hour. So we're going to like, it doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't mean you have to like invest in a $20,000 website. Okay. It just means like small things will make your website look better. But if you continue to have a shitty website, you're not going to get sales. And I think I went on a tangent there for a minute, but I want to kind of roll back a little bit. So basically, when it comes to traffic conversion and all that, like traffic and conversion are peanut butter and jelly. They're BFFs. So you drive the traffic to your online store and then it converts into uh, it converts into sales or it doesn't. So your website and conversion are like I've already used the peanut butter and jelly expression. So now I don't even know what to use. I get, okay, I got a better one. Champagne and the green olives. I forget what they're called. Castrolavano olives. Those buttery green olives that if you eat those with like champagne or sparkling wine, oh my good God, it is the greatest thing on earth. So and I feel like I can never remember what those olives are called. Castrolavano. And if anyone knows what I'm talking about, please send me a message on Instagram and let me know. Because if you've had them, you're like, oh my God, they're so good. They're like buttery, but just delicious. And they go so well with like a champagne or sparkling wine, Prosecco, whatever. Anyway, so your website, your online store and conversion, they go hand in hand. The more traffic you drive to your store, the more sales you get, but it all backtracks down to your conversion rate. So the average online store has a conversion rate of one to 2%. That's normal. That's average. You know, it can always, you always want a better conversion rate because basically here's like a quick example of this. And I did a TikTok video of this and I really, really liked it. I was like, okay, here's what happens if you drive a hundred people to your website and you have a 1% conversion rate, you'll get one sale. But If you drive 100 people to your website, the same amount of people, and you have a 2% conversion rate, you'll get two sales. And you do the math here. It just comes down to numbers and math. You do the math. The higher conversion rate is, you'll get more sales without having to drive more traffic, without having to make any more fucking TikTok videos, okay? That is why your website needs to convert well for you. And you can tell here, I'm like literally waving my arms around because I get very passionate about this because... I know so many of you struggle with marketing. You're like, I hate marketing. I don't want to do it. I hate it. I don't want to do TikTok. I'm sick of Instagram. Instagram sucks. Well, if you just increase your conversion rate a little bit, you'll get more sales without having to do anything else. So that's why this is a very important topic for me because you literally will get more sales if you just increase your conversion rate. So anyway, 
And then with that said, we do have a new group coaching program where actually if you're on my email list, you would have already known about this yesterday. So again, depending on when this airs and when you listen, and we have a group coaching program called the Winning Website Converter Bootcamp. It's a four-week program that's going to help you improve your conversion rate on your website. It is going to be so much fun. I am, when I say lit up about this program, I am like lit up. You guys know, if you follow me on Instagram, you see all of my stupid little videos where I'm like auditing websites, talking about websites, this website, that website. So it's either between website and product packaging videos. Those are like my favorite things in the whole world to do videos on because I love looking at the visual part of a brand and looking at, okay, how can we improve it? How can we make it better? Or like, what is this person doing really, really well? So I like live for this kind of stuff. And I live for website audits. Going through someone's website is like one of my favorite things in the whole world. So anyway, with that said, um, we have a wait list open, um, depending on when this airs, when you hear it. If you look in the show notes, there's going to be um, some links where you can either join the wait list, you can join the program. It's going to be freaking awesome. So if you are looking to improve your website conversion rate through your website, this program is made for you. It is going to be very affordable for the for what you get. Um, you get We get four live calls. We're going to hang out for four weeks. You get so much cool information. And it's more of a done with you program. So it's not a course literally done with you. So I'm going to literally be in there with you getting your website into tip top shape. So I am super, super excited. But if you go to the show notes below, you will find different links depending on when you listen to this episode. And you can um, sign up for the wait list, you get $100 off the program. And honestly, just a being able to secure your spot because I'm only taking a small number of people for this because it is a live program and I want to be able to give people attention. So I'm excited and you guys can be like the beta people of the group because it's the first one and I'm excited. So anyway, um, okay. So four things to keep doing if you don't want sales. So number two is, and this is a really, really important one, is you're focusing on the features of your product. So when you talk about your product on your website, social media, wherever, but more importantly, on your website, you're focusing only on the features. So when I say features is like, and again, you have to share the features too. So I'm not saying that you can't have, you can't include features, but you're putting too much focus on features and you're not making the product the hero of the story. And when I say hero, I mean like this shiny star, the product should be what I'm sorry, the way that you talk about your product should be the solution. It gives your customer, not the freaking features. No one gives a shit if your candle is two ounces. They give a shit that it is made of this kind of wax that doesn't clog up their house with like cancer causing chemicals. They care that the scent of your candle brings them back to a Tahitian beach where they spent, where they went on their honeymoon. So like, Candles are a different situation, too. I don't even know why I use that as an example, because candles are like more of candles are kind of things that people buy for like self-care or for a gift. So maybe that's not the best example. But my point here is that you have to focus on the solution your product does for your person, not the features. So features are things like the size, the color, like what it's made of. And again, that stuff is important. Okay, like if you sell vegan leather bags, People care that it's vegan leather. So of course you have to talk about that. But more importantly, how does it make them feel? How does your product make someone feel? How does it 
solve a pain point for them? How does it solve a solution for them? So recently I bought a product from Woof and Wonder. So shout out to them. It is called Poo Buddy. It's basically a little thing that you hang on your dog leash. And when your dog poops, and you have to pick up the dog poop. You stick it through the little um, Poo Buddy thing, like the little, um, I can't even describe this. I wish I was on video so I could just like show you right now. It's a little poo. <laughs> this is like the worst example. Okay. I can't believe I just said poop like four times on a podcast episode, but whatever. We're here. And if you have a dog or a kid, you're like, oh, whatever. It's just, yeah, it is what it is. I think after a child that that word just, become, it has like no emotional emotion meaning anymore, maybe. But anyway, I do a lot of dog walking. And so I have to therefore pick up a lot of crap. So you stick the poop bag through this little hole and then you tie it. And then basically it hangs It enables you to go on your business without having to hold a bag of crap because your leash is holding it. It's like the greatest thing ever. And so for me, if I was on their website and they had this little poo buddy and it was just like, you know, hold your dog's poop or something. And I just said, you know, three inches made of, um, you know, like made of silicone made in the USA or made in China, wherever. I don't know Um, that maybe that may not like. Unless I know the person and I've already like heard about the product and I was like, I need this product that wouldn't entice me to buy. But if she was like, picture this, like this is the description, picture this, Susan, or whatever, you're walking down the street, you have a coffee in one hand, your dog leash in the other hand, and oops, they poop on the ground. And I'm just literally making this dumb example up on the spot. And I'm not great with like on the spot examples. So please bear with me here. I'm just trying to use storytelling. So picture this, Susan, you're walking on the street, you've got a coffee in your hand, or you have your phone in your hand, and you're trying to make a TikTok video. You're trying to talk about your product, whatever. And then um, your dog poops and you have to go and pick it up. And then like, oh, have you ever tried to walk around a street with a poop bag in one hand and your leash and a phone? It's you can't do anything with your phone now. Like your TikTok video days are done when you when your dog poops. But now with the invention of the poo buddy, you put the dog poops, you pick it up, you clip it into the little hook and now it is hanging on the dog leash. So now you have a free hand And because, again, with a dog leash, you can slip the leash through and it can rest on your um, wrist. Now you have two free hands that you can do TikTok videos, drink a coffee, talk on your phone. You can multitask like a killer because you don't have to now hold a poop bag. So imagine those two descriptions for a product. Which one's going to make you want to buy? The one that just talks about features. Oh, this is like three inches long. It holds a poop bag. That doesn't tell you a story. But when you when you have a story and you can picture someone literally on the street with the poop bag and the phone and the coffee, da da da, da, da. And they're like, oh my gosh, yes, like I need that now. Because you have talked about the solution of the product. You've talked about the pain point of that person. If your ideal customer is someone who doesn't want to fucking hold poop bags, which no one does, then bam, you have a winning product. So when I say make the product the hero of the story, it's it's not just in your website but it's on website. It's on your product descriptions. It is on your marketing copy. It's how you talk about your product on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. So talk about the solution. Talk about how your product makes someone feel like someone else in my membership, um, e-commerce society membership program. She's launching 
like this nail polish brand. And so part of her is like, well, what kind of solution does nail polish do for people? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't always wear nail polish very much. However, for her, she's targeting like a specific um, group of people and it's meant to make them feel something like they're going to feel more confident with this nail polish. They're going to feel something when they have their nail polish on. So it doesn't have to be like, wow, my product solves cancer. But you have to talk about how it makes someone feel or how it helps them. Does it make them feel something like an emotion? Does it make them feel more confident? Like, how do you sell a handbag? I mean, a handbag you could sell in many different ways. It holds your crap while you go to work. It holds your crap while you go to the farmer's market. Or you go out on a date night and your outfit is instantly transformed with your new Claire V leather vegan handbag, whatever. Like you have to use storytelling. You have to take someone and put them in a situation where they're going to read your description of your product and be like, oh, okay, I can see myself. I can see myself. Like another example here is I was working with, this is when I first sold my business. This was, you know, four years ago. No, three years, three and a half years ago. I I got hired by someone to build her Shopify store and it was a handbag company, beautiful handbags. Her bags are sold in like fancy boutiques everywhere. She has a really cool business and she needed a website. And so of course I'm like, oh, I can build your website. This is like my jam. I love website stuff. So I built her Shopify store. And one of the things that I was doing was like, you know, your product descriptions are not great. Like they're just bland. Like you know, rattan, I don't know how you pronounce this word, R-A-T-T-A-N, rat, rattan, rattan bag. It's like those like straw little bags. So she had her previous descriptions. I think her website was on Squarespace, but I, I honestly can't even remember now. Um, so I basically took her products and I was like, okay, let's talk about where someone would wear your bags. Because selling a bag, like you have to give something, unless you're a really well-known brand, you have to, you try, like, ideally, you want to try to make someone picture themselves wearing your bag in a specific situation. So we went through and I was like, okay, we need to come up with like situations where people would wear this bag. And so we came up with this like really cool um, description for her rotten straw bag. Like you're on a beat, like Miami beach and, you know, the sun is coming down and you're, you're, you know, having a champagne with your friend walking down South Beach. I don't know. We came up with some crazy description and I was like, this is so good. I freaking love those descriptions Um, because otherwise, like, it's just harder to sell stuff. So you have to make people think of a solution. You have to make people feel like, okay, what am I going to get out of the product? So stop talking about features and start talking about solutions. Start talking about the way your product solves a pain point or makes people feel. Okay. Moving on. The third one is if you want to continue to not make much money in your business, don't invest in product photos. I mean, keep doing the one, keep, keep DIYing it. (laughs) And okay, this is a little bit cheeky because I see a lot of like, since I had my business, there are a lot of improvements with the iPhone and you actually can take awesome photos with your iPhone now. So the point here is, and I'm going to move on quickly because I actually have to like literally go and pick up my son from school. But um, product photos are, I always say your website is your bread and butter of your business. It is the heart and soul. It is your machine. It's your engine. Your product photos are like the heart and soul of your business because for someone to buy your product, 
you have to basically take the in-person experience. Like someone goes into a store, they can pick up that cute little bag or the cute little candle. They can smell it. They can see how it feels in their hand. They can touch the label on the product. They can talk to the shop owner and say, hey, what is this candle made out of? Or like, what is this bag made out of? Um, Can I fit my iPad in here? How many phones can I put in here? Like you can ask questions. You can like literally size up things. You can look at the different angles of things. So in order to take that in-person experience and make it online virtually, you have to do that through product photos, descriptions, or video. So assuming here that you do not have video in your website, which that's another conversation which we need to have because I think video now is like, oh, you got to have video if you can. But let's just keep it simple for now. Um, product photos are what's going to make someone take look at your product and think, okay, like, yeah, I think that would fit me. Or like, oh, yeah, okay, I could look at that black bag and like they want to zoom in on the emblem and the straps and the little leather pieces. Like you have to make it easy for people to kind of look at what you have and then make them figure out if they need it or want it or whatever. So product photos are the most important thing on a website. Um, Like I told you before, I have logged into someone's Shopify store, taken their photos that they've given me. I've brightened them up using Photoshop. I've cropped them. I've made different angles. I've taken photos from their Google Drive And I've basically created a website for them in about one or two hours. I mean, not like a website from scratch, but like I've updated their website for them and it literally instantly is transformed by product photos. Product photos will transform a shitty website into a good one instantly. Um, With that said, it does not mean that you have to spend a million dollars on product photos. You can find a local photographer. You can, there's like Facebook groups, like one of the members in my e-commerce society group was, you know, we were doing a live call and she was like, yeah, I found this Facebook group where you can send people product. Like it's a photography group. You can send them product and in exchange for your product, they'll take some photos for you. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then she posted the photos that she got from this photographer and they were like extraordinary. So it doesn't have to be expensive. You can, you can get scrappy here. If you have more budget to invest in like a product photographer, awesome. If you don't, that's awesome too. You can find something, but any kind of photographer more than you using your phone will create epic, epic, epic photos for you. And then when I say product photos, I also mean lifestyle photos. I am a huge, huge, huge advocate of lifestyle. I don't want to see like your boring white background photo. I want to see like if you're selling, um, I'm just thinking of a pet product in my brain right now. If you're selling dog leashes, get get pictures of dogs wearing your leashes out in the real world. You know, don't just take a white background photo. Get people using your product in real life. If you're selling, you know, kids cake toppers, get a picture of a baby with a cake and your cake topper on it. That right there will sell the shit out of your product more than a white background because again, people connect with other people. Humans connect with other human faces, whether it's a dog, a cat, a human, a kid, whoever. Um, as long as much as you can get lifestyle photos, you will sell more product. And then lastly, um, the four ways to continue not to make sales in your business. And this is a really, really important one. Again, going back to your website, 
keep making it really hard for people to find products on your pages and make it really hard for people to buy from you. Um, Continue to not offer multiple payment options at checkout. Continue to like require people to have an account before they check out. Continue to ask people way too many questions during checkout. This, This is for my subscription box friends. Um, and I told a story recently about a website audit I did for someone and like her website was amazing. And I've told this example before her website was beautiful, but I got to the end and it was like, how did you hear about us? What size t-shirt do you want? Do you want this? Can I give you this? Do you want an upgrade on this? Can I add this to the cart? And I was like, holy fuck, dude, your website conversion is probably terrible. And she was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, I know. (laughs) I was like, your website is amazing. Your product photos are stellar. I was like, we need to change your, uh, we have to change your like checkout process. We got to reduce those questions. Um, and, you know, again, I, I'm i very blunt, but I, I mean well. And I'm literally, I will tell you the stuff that other people are afraid to tell you. But I generally have a heart of gold when it comes to me wanting to help you make more money. So I will say the things that maybe I shouldn't say like, oh, your website looks awesome. Like, eh, maybe not. Um, And her website was beautiful. Like she honestly had one of the best product photographies I'd ever seen. But then the end, the checkout process just ruined it because she was asking too many questions. And for the love of God, don't ask anyone where they heard about you before they've given you their credit card, please. And then when I say make it hard for people to find things, that kind of comes down to like um, not having a search button in your website page. Usually like on your homepage, there is um, on your website, generally in your homepage or in your like, you know, menu navigation area, there's going to be like a little search circle that people can type in the product name. And so what happens is oftentimes people will see something on like Instagram or TikTok and they don't actually know your product name or you have like a really funny product name and it it's not like it's not a logical name. It's like a creative name. And so people go to your website and they try to find it like pink lip gloss, um, green ginger juice or something, or like, you know, pink tote bag, and then they can't find it. And people get frustrated because they can't find what they're looking for and they X out of your page. Or the way that your website's organized, your collections are all over the place. You don't have a lot of collections. Or when you have collections, Um, It doesn't have all the right products inside. There's a lot of things that you can F up when it comes to making it easy for people to find your product. And then the biggest thing is probably in um, in the navigation in your menu. You don't have logical menu things. And I had an example, I won't say who it is, but um, a skincare company, you know, she had all these like funky names for her collections. It was like, the June collection, the George collection, the Sally collection, yet it wasn't organized by skin type. So I was on her website and I was like, okay, I have dry skin and I'm looking for products for dry skin. I have literally no idea how to find these on your website because one, you don't have them organized in an easy way. And two, like you have all these funny names for things, like just make it easy for people to find people um, to find what they need, you know, especially for products for companies like that, where like for the most part ish, you kind of have an idea of what you're looking for. Like if it's a makeup brand or a beauty brand, like you probably know, okay, I'm looking for a foundation. I'm looking for a lipstick. I'm looking for um, facial oils or serums. And you look for things based on like skin type, skin color, um, like skin issues. Like, do you have rosacea? Do you have acne, et cetera? You got to make it 
idiot proof for people to find what they need. And this is one of the biggest mistakes I see on websites because I look at websites all day long. Um, well, maybe not all day long, but I look at a lot of websites. You're, you're not making it easy for people to find stuff. Your menu is all over the place. You don't have clear categories or collections. You don't have the search bar. And then the checkout process is a whole nother conversation, but you're, you're complicating it. And honestly, these four things are four massive things that will destroy your conversion rate every single day. So all the work that you're doing with your email marketing, your TikToks, you're working with influencers, um, affiliates, getting blog features, writing blog content, SEO, you're doing so much work. And then this one thing here is ruining it because your website conversion likely isn't great. So Again, this episode isn't meant to like trigger you. It's not meant to make you upset or feel offended. These are four mistakes that are, are you can fix them. And when you fix them, your website conversion will go up and then you make more sales. So I hope you love this episode. Again, keep your eyes peeled in the show notes. We have our the winning website converter bootcamp. We ramp things up on October 25th. We start October 25th. That's our first live call. So in fact, we actually start the week before. If you want in this program, I'm going to help you with the four things I mentioned in this episode, plus a lot of other things. And it's just going to be super fun. It's going to be a small live group program. You're going to get website audits. You're going to get feedback from me. You're going to get me, my eyeballs, my crazy website eyeballs on your website. And I'm going to help you build a better website because when you have a better website, you get more sales without having to do all the marketing craziness, which I usually talk about all the time. So this program, um, if you have any questions on if it's a good fit for you, uh, just send me a DM, send me an email. I'm happy to answer any questions. If you already have a website that is like freaking beautiful, you have 5% conversion rate, this isn't a good fit for you. If your website is not looking good or you think it doesn't look good or you think it might not look good, it probably doesn't, no offense. If your product photos are terrible, if you have an under 1% conversion rate, or even if it's under 2%, I think this program will be a good fit for you. But if you do have any questions, let me know. And if you're not sure, send me a DM of your website. I'll take a quick look and I can pretty much tell you in like three seconds, yes, this is a good fit for you or no, your website looks freaking awesome. And again, everything I say that is tough love, I mean, and no disrespect, I'm just trying to help you because um, I know what it's like to have a website that doesn't look that great. And then two, you struggle with like, well, I don't know how to make it better. I don't even know how to improve it. How do I like find a developer? They're too expensive or like, there's so many things and I get all of them because I've had multiple businesses and I've pretty much for the most part, not always had to like DIY everything. So I get it, but there are easy ways. And I, my love language honestly is like getting you a beautiful website and getting you traffic and all those things too. Um, I have a lot of love languages, but if you follow me on social media on Instagram or TikTok, you already know that like I truly love websites. I love auditing them. I love looking at them. I love product photography. It's like just makes my soul freaking happy. Okay. I hope everyone has an amazing day. And if you have not left a review, please leave a review on Apple iTunes. I will love you forever. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.